friends, we are continuing our sermon series called Hebrew 101, seven Hebrew words every Christian should know. And uh, by my count, I think we're at the fifth. <laughs> I think we have two more. Our word today is mitzvah, M-I-T-Z-V-A-H, mitzvah. And mitzvah means a command or commandment from God. And our second lesson will be from Numbers, the 15th chapter, verses 37 through 41. Now, in the original Hebrew, this book, Numbers, is actually called Wilderness. This is the time after the people of Israel have been led out of Egypt. They have been to Mount Sinai. The Lord God has given them the Ten Commandments. And now they are in the wilderness, about to be delivered into the promised land of Canaan. An interesting note, by the time we get to Numbers, that first generation who had been led out of Egypt, they have died. And so this is the second generation who will come into the promised land. So listen as the Lord speaks to Moses. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them to make fringes on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a blue cord on the fringe at each corner. You have the fringe so that when you see it, you will remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them, and not follow the lust of your own heart and your own eyes. So you shall remember and do all my commandments, and you shall be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we know that there is no such thing as preaching without your Holy Spirit. And so we pray, come, Holy Spirit, come and speak. For your people are listening. Amen. I, I heard an interview with a man named Will Smith. And Will was, his daughter was four months old when he was deployed. He had been in the Navy for a long time. And leaving his four-month-old daughter, he thought, I don't ever want to do this again. So he decided to get out of the military and he applied to college. He was going to be a 27-year-old freshman. Now, when his daughter was around 10 or 11 months old, it became clear that her mother could not care for her. And through a series of events, Will became a single father and sole guardian to 11-month-old Olivia. And so Olivia was going to college too. And so Will talked about what it was like to be a non-traditional student and to have this little baby. He took her to class with him. He had a job cleaning at an office supply store at night. She went with him to that. Part of his education was paid because of a basketball scholarship, and the first people he trusted to care for Olivia were his teammates. And he says he remembers walking into their dorm and there are these four humongous guys and one tiny person tearing up the whole room. And that was Olivia. And so Olivia asked him in the interview, Dad, were you ever embarrassed to have me there? And her dad said, I felt a lot of things, 
but I never felt embarrassed. Because every time I looked at your face, I had never known such love until you came along, and I knew that that love meant that I also had responsibility. You see, Olivia, you made me a better person. You were a constant reminder that I had to be the best that I could be. A constant reminder. The people from our passage in Numbers, they too need a constant reminder of who and whose they are. By the time we get to this, the 15th chapter of Numbers, we have had several chapters of the people of Israel's disobedience to God over and over again. And the Lord God says to Moses, Give them fringe that they will put on their garments so that when they see it, they will remember that I have given them a way to live in the world. And that way to live were the commandments, the mitzvahs. Now, of course, we have the Ten Commandments, which the Lord God gave directly to Moses and Moses gave to the people. But in the whole of the Old Testament, there are 613 mitzvahs or commandments. And so for people who are a part of that first nation, they were constantly forgetting how they were supposed to live things out. And I think it was probably more than forgetting too, right? It was also they had other choices. And so often they would choose to do things that were against what God had asked them to do and how God had asked them to live out their lives. And so they were asked to have this fringe so that they would remember. And a lot of the things that those first people experienced, we do too. We all have so many different demands upon our time. I was sitting in my office this morning and it occurred to me that I know when every one of Ryan's basketball practices is this week, but I wasn't 100% sure when I was going to be able to have a time of devotion. That's a problem, yes. It's also a choice and not the right one for me. And so all of those commands, all of those mitzvahs that are given to the people, it's not given to see if you're going to pass or fail. It's given out of God's love. The law is about God's love. God loves us so much that he gives us this framework in which to live our lives. And God isn't interested in us failing. He wants us to succeed. God wants us to live our lives honoring God and honoring others. Isn't that what Jesus told us? Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill the law. And so he sums up all of the law and all of the prophets by saying, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. 613 mitzvahs boiled down to this. It is how you love God and how you love others that matters. Here's an interesting thing about Judaism. You did not have to profess your faith. You were Jewish based upon who you were born to. And so the measure of faith for the Jewish community is not what you say. It is not your affirmation of faith. It's how you live out your faith. It's how you hold to the commandments that God has given. And yes, we are a people who make a profession of faith. Yes, when people join the church, 
when they come to faith, we ask them to affirm what they believe. We will ask the Lucas family to affirm what they believe. But friends, we affirm what we believe, but then we have to follow it up by living out God's call upon our lives. And yes, we will get forgetful. And yes, there will be other demands upon our time, but make no mistake, you have been given the divine love and grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That demands a response that has an obligation to live out our faith in the world. One of my favorite interviews that I've ever seen is between two NBA players. Um, I knew I was going to forget his name. It's not J.R. Reed. J.R. Ryder, thank you. <laughs> J.R. Ryder and Kevin Garnett. And so it's this interview that they give, and they give them at separate times, but somebody put them together, and they're telling the exact same story. And it was about when they played the 1996 Bulls in Chicago. And J.R. Ryder had been on the team a few years, but Kevin Garnett was a rookie. He had just come to the NBA. And so the story goes that J.R. Ryder is having a great game. He's scoring, and at one point, they're only 20 points away from the Bulls, which sounds like a lot, but nobody else was getting close to the 96 Bulls. And so Kevin Garnett, as the new player, was trash-talking everyone, particularly Michael Jordan. And he's saying to J.R. Ryder, you got this. He's not going to be able to hang with you. You've got this. And J.R. Ryder didn't say a word. And at one point... Kevin Garnett is just going to town about how Jordan, he's going to lose the game for him, and he goes to turn around, and he says Michael Jordan is standing there, hands on his hips, looking right at him, legs locked, and he just stares at him for a good 10 seconds during the game, like the game is going on, and he's just standing there looking at him. And then they go back and they play, and Kevin Garnett says, I've never seen 17 points get scored so quickly by one man. It was a blowout. The fourth quarter was ugly. And Kevin Garnett says, I learned you don't run your mouth, you do the work. Isn't that what we're asked to do? We come to this place and of course we profess our faith. This is where we learn how to be out in the world. But make no mistake, you can profess your faith in Jesus Christ all that you want. But unless you are living the commandment to love the Lord your God and to love others as your neighbors, it's all for nothing. I am someone who thinks words matter. I love words. But at some point, we've got to be able to see it on the court. We've got to be able to see it in our lives. And the people of ancient Israel had the same trouble. People all through time have had the same problem. We forget that we have this obligation and all of the other priorities rush in. And we find ourselves at a place where we are no longer living it out. We are just talking. And so my charge to you and my charge to me is to be intentional about how you will live out your faith. A profession of faith is important, but doing the work is what God requires. Thanks be to God 
for the love shown to us in the law and in the Lord. Amen.